You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Wednesday edition. I think we've got a fun one today. We've got LSU Florida Pro Day, some interesting times and some top 10 prospects that I think are going to show up in our mock draft today. We've each done one full mock draft of the entire first round, Matt. Let's redo the first 12 picks now that we've had a huge shakeup with three teams picking in different places now in the top 12. And we've seen some pro days now. So we're going through the process with these prospects and see if anything has changed and see how that shakeup with the Niners going up to number three and the Miami Dolphins now at six and the Eagles at 12. See what that looks like in the top 12 of the NFL draft. At BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL is where you can find us on Twitter. And you can get us questions any old time during the week. And we usually go through on Tuesdays and and answer a bunch of questions, which we will continue to do all off-season long. Let's start with some pro day times and testing numbers. Some tasty measurements here from Florida and LSU pro days, which are pretty important pro days for this draft process. Let's start with Jamar Chase, who... Most people, like, I think he's becoming and kind of already has been for a while, the consensus number one wide receiver in this draft. Six feet and three-eighths of an inch, 202 pounds, 41-inch vertical. Whoa. Uh, I think, uh, what is it? I hate it when they do the inches on the broad jump. I want feet and inches. I've got a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you got a 12 <laughs> divided by. Yeah, I've got yeah. 132 inches broad jump. It's a, it's a big number. It, it's a good well, jump. 10 is that. 120. Okay, so, so we're talking about 11. 11 feet here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I always cheat. Like 120's 10. So. <laughs> so that's a that's a great jump. Eleven feet is, is fantastic for the broad jump. Oh yeah, at over two hundred pounds. And he's rocked up. Twenty three bench press reps. So you know he's strong. He's explosive. He's an explosive guy. So the jumps, you see all that stuff on film. Four dot three eight forty yard dash unofficial. Some people had him at about a four four flat. So that's uh that's a great number for him. He's just checking boxes, right? One thing I don't like about it though, like six you know, just a little over six feet flat, 202 pounds. I thought he might be a little bigger than that. And I think that happens a lot, especially with wide receivers. Uh, I think even last year at LSU with Justin Jefferson's like, hey, he's 6'3", and he comes at the combine, ah, he's 6'1 and a half. I was like, oh, man, you know, I was hoping he was 6'3". That would have changed a lot with the evaluation for me. Um, and it turned out it didn't matter. It's a good but, point on receivers. I haven't thought about that, but I think they're the most lied about in the programs oh, yeah. out there. You know, Rondell Moore, you're not 5'9". <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's like yeah. they're they're almost always listed as six feet tall. That's the that's the one. If they're listed at six feet, guaranteed 5'10 and a half, 5'11". Right. If you're listed at exactly six feet, you're definitely under six feet. And if you're listed at six probably three, by at least probably an six inch. One half. I think Michael Crabtree was the one that really got me back in the day because he was listed at like 6'4". At Texas State. yeah I remember that and he played six four so was, and you know in the college game you can't really tell how big they are sometimes because they're not as big as the NFL corner it's like man this is a big guy he was six one and, and five eights or something and like that was a huge difference like man and I, I know he's got long arms and big hands but man that's you know if he was six four that changes a lot oh without question like you said in a wide open you know situation he was in skying over five nine corners yeah he looks six four to me on tv as i'm sitting here with a a budweiser and a soft pretzel looking at the game you know (laughs) (laughs) you know not super studying it and and there's Um, some of that with jamar chase too because uh, the big knock on him is well is is the speed there because sometimes he's not separating enough and he keeps you know i think it's daniel jeremiah and i've seen it in other places people say he's faster 
Anquan Bolden. That was the comp for him. And usually guys yeah. that get the Anquan Bolden comp, it's like, nah, dude, I don't want that because there's he's a unicorn. Just because you ran a 4-6 doesn't make you Anquan Bolden. In fact, in most cases, you should avoid that. You know, I wouldn't have ended up drafting Anquan Bolden because it's a red flag. It's not like, oh, cool, he ran 4-6. Good, he's the next Anquan Bolden, right? So for Chase, he needed to show off his speed. And all these measurements we're talking about, they're straight line and explosive. I, I want to see, and I don't see the official numbers, and we'll find out uh, later maybe, and I'm not sure. I hope he did the the agilities, and I haven't seen those. So those are more key for me is the the separation on the agility stuff because he's fast and I've seen him run by guys and you know he checked that box everything good uh he's explosive goes up and gets the ball he's got such great ball skills I think that's his number that's you know why you get that Anquan Bolden comparison but short arms like 30 and three or 30 and seven eighths like under 31 inch arm length which is really short for a wide receiver that's over six feet yeah and you think about that at the catch point you know high pointing the football with those long arms huge catching radius maybe a not-so-accurate quarterback delivering the ball, as well as getting off press coverage. I mean, you talk about arm length a lot with pass rushers and tackles, but it's also very important for press corners and receivers. But watching Chase's film, he demolishes press coverage, at yeah. least at the you know the SEC level. And, and he plays some awesome corners, don't get me wrong. But a lot of it's just running right through them, just bullying them off the ball. I don't know if that will translate as well in, in the NFL. I was curious because, you know, I mean, he, last time we saw him, he was 19 years old. You know, I was curious, what would he weigh? Right. You know, it wouldn't have shocked me if he was up to 215 and looked like, you know, David Boston, you know, that's kind of what I that, expected. Cause he's a rocked up yeah. guy and really strong. And so size wise, maybe even a slight disappointment here. So obviously he's been training for speed and he's down to a, you know, a svelte 202 pounds, which is fine on his frame. He's a really strong player and, you know, put up 23 bench press reps. So you can tell he's been working out a lot and he's definitely been working on that start and working on that 40 time. If he ran that's a four, three, eight. And even if we're adding, uh, like and, and I've kind of come to the conclusion I'm at least I'm adding 0.05 to every 40 time from pro days that I'm seeing you know so if it still looks good after that then you're fine and it does for him mid four fours for Jamar Chase uh, uh, that's all you needed and, and you check Wonderful. the speed yeah. box and, and that's all fine and dandy yeah so a highly successful performance for Mr. Chase it looks like and we're not done with four threes here Matt because his teammate Terrace Marshall also Ran a four three eight, and he's wow. That's great time for him trying to get into the end of the first round, I think. And for this draft class where there's not a lot of size, I think that's what really helps Marshall. Absolutely, you have his height and weight. I mean, he's another one that I, I think he's listed at like six two and a half, six three. He's probably six one. He's listed at six three, but he looks it. He looks bigger. He, he does. And yeah. let me see if I can find. He's yeah. rumored often to Baltimore at the end of the first round. I could absolutely see that. I think that's his neighborhood. I think he's fighting guys like Bateman to be, you know, I mean, he's a different breed than Tony and Moore and Moore and all those guys. So, I mean, he's an outside-the-numbers dude. I'm looking for it right now. And by the way, we're going to talk a little bit about Florida's pro day before we get to that mock draft. So we've got to hurry this up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see. No big deal. Marshall. I got to find it. It's got to be here somewhere. 39-inch <laughs> um, vertical, by the way. Nice. 10-5 broad jump. Too. Boy, the numbers in these pro days are bonkers. This year. <laughs> I think it's a little harder to... I mean, it's... I guess you could even fake height and weight, you know, depending on if your buddy's doing the measurements here. It's like, hey, make sure I get over that six foot mark, will you, buddy? You know, like one of those things. Um, but the verts and the broads and bench i mean they're so, legit okay here we go so jamar chase yeah the arm length was 30 inches and three quarters 
That's short arms. I'm kind of surprised that by that for how big he plays. Okay, so Terrace Marshall, 6'2 and 5'8, 205. Yeah. So solid. I think he was listed at 6'3, you know, came in 3'8 of an inch shorter than that. that. That's rock solid. And 32 and a half inch arm length. So solid length there for Terrace Marshall. It absolutely helps him, especially flying. Even if you, uh, you know, use that formula, he's still four fours there. He might be the fourth receiver taken. There's a good chance at it. Uh, he's absolutely yeah. in that conversation. How about this? If we're just talking pass catchers, Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, Florida's pro day. Kyle Pitts showed up 6'5 and 5'8, so a little under six wow. foot six, 245 pounds. Really big hands, 10 inches and 5'8, long arms, 33 and a half. Massive 83 and 3 eighths inch wingspan. That's I'm, we're talking Whoa. about. I think it was similar to what Makai Becton had last year in the NFL draft. Who had these massive long arms, right? So that's a huge wingspan. And imagine comparing that to Chase's. Like Chase's wingspan versus Pitts is probably like <laughs> me to my son. Yeah, I, yeah, it's crazy. That, that, that's <laughs> that's no joke. Let's see. There we've got a wingspan here: 74 and 7 eighths for Jamar Chase wingspan. Wow, it's a big difference. So that's that's ten inch or what? That's a uh, ten inches, right? I can't remember exactly what you said for Pitts. I but. can't either. I got to go back and find yeah. it now. <laughs> a lot. I'm, I'm bouncing around back and forth between this stuff. Um, Pitts was, yeah, eighty three and three eighths. So wow, yeah, I mean, that's a big area to put a football in as a quarterback. Right, absolutely, that's massive. Um, and how about workout numbers here for? Kyle Pitts here. And those are just coming in. 4.44. That's flying. Whoa. That's flying for a dude. Whoa. A little under 6'6", yeah. 245. And you expected him to blow up. I mean, that's just, you know, he, he checking all the boxes. That's exactly what you wanted him to do. And even if you're, you know what, so 4.5 or five flat? Yeah, right. I mean, if he's, plenty if he's under 4.6 in the real world, it's flying. Yeah, his play speed. Kadarius Tony 4.41. Good. Yeah, expected. Not bad. 11 foot four broad jump for Kadarius Tony. That makes sense. I mean, he's lighter. I mean, that's an awful long. Can you imagine being in the air for over 11 feet? (laughs) I cannot feel like Spider Man at all. I I just cannot. Uh, Really good broad (laughs) jump for Pitts as well, 10 9. So. Uh, anyways, th- these guys are freaks. Maybe these numbers are a little inflated because they're pro day times, but but we're in the ballpark of right. truth. Yeah, and so even if you're you're putting that projection on what it could be, and and you have a formula there for what these numbers might be, a little bit slower at the combine, still fast. Checking all the boxes there for Pitts and Jamar Chase. Who, which pass catcher goes first is my question, and I think we're gonna find out for us which one that is when we do our top twelve mock draft next. The championship matchup is nearly set in the Built Bar Bracket 2021. We have a winner from the first Flavorful Four. Cookie Dough Chunk defeats Cookies and Cream to advance to the championship matchup. Excuse me, the championship. Who will they face? Will it be Mint Brownie or Coconut Brownie Chunk? Go to BuiltBar.com to vote or at bar underscore built on Twitter. The amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, fantastically tasty protein bar with 100% chocolate. Go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Vote for the best 
flavor of Built Bar and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We are going to do another mock draft here in the top 12, and, and we're going to see what this looks like after the big trades, the big shakeups here with the top of the draft and how much different it looks and with some pro day times and you know further down the evaluation line here as we're uh, approaching the end of March. Top 12 mock draft. I'm going to do the odds. You're going to do the evens. How's that sound? I like it. I like it a lot. And hey, feel free to send me offers. If you're an even team and looking to get with an odd team, I think we might be able to swing some trades here too. So let's play this out in real time. And and we don't know who the other person's going to pick yet. I'm going to start with Jacksonville Jaguars. Very easy selection in Trevor Lawrence. I think there's no surprises there. And I don't think we have to spend too much time here at the very top. No, I, I don't either. And I'm going to take Zach Wilson with two. That being said, because of the trades that we talked about exclusively on Monday with your Niners and Dolphins and Eagles, if you're a desperate Panthers team, for example, and they're the most obvious ones, would you make a godfather offer to the Jets and the Jets just hang on to Darnold and run it back for a year? I mean, more than what the Niners gave up. It's really interesting because, and we can talk a little bit more about this at pick four, because the Atlanta Falcons are in your division. So even if you liked four right. quarterbacks, you might not be able to get to number four to get your guys. So you have to really gauge what's going on with the Bengals. If you want to get up, you have to make sure that the fourth or fifth guy is the one you want. And if not, That's the, the only right. team you could call right now would be the New York Jets. And I imagine the 49ers already tried that. So could you go even over the top of what the 49ers already offered? Maybe would the Jets be... A little bit more amenable to go into eight instead of 12 and thinking they can get done what they need to do. Maybe they like four or five quarterbacks and they didn't think they were going to be there at 12, so they wouldn't be able to deal with the 49ers. I would say it's not impossible, even though it's unlikely. And what kind of offer that would be to go up from eight to two after we've seen what it took to go to three for the 49ers and try to trade with the team that, that pretty clearly doesn't really want to get out of two. Right. I mean, they probably already would have taken the Niners offer like we talked about before. So give me Wilson. I just think that if Carolina is desperate, they're at least calling the Jets. The San Francisco 49ers on the clock at pick number three. We've talked about this a lot the last couple of days, so I don't need to go too deep into detail, except for that I think Justin Fields is the pick at three right now. I'm not buying the Mac Jones stuff. You don't trade all of that draft capital to go up to get a Mac Jones. He's a fine prospect. He's not number three overall worthy, and he's certainly not worthy of multiple draft picks to go up and get. I think they're swinging for the fences here, the 49ers are, when you see the wow ability that we already knew. It doesn't change anything. just kind of cements it, just like we talked about with some of those prospects in the first segment, checking off boxes, right? And that's what it was. It was like, oh, yeah, Mac Jones is average. Okay, and oh, yeah, Justin Fields is dynamic as heck. Some of the throws, just wow throws he was making his pro day and throws down a 4-4, 40-yard dash time. I mean, that puts him in the upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks, both athletically and arm talent-wise, right? Like, how many are better in either category alone? Not very many. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot in the last 24 hours, Mr. Peacock. And if it were my Steelers that moved from 24 to 3, and we were doing this and I had the third pick, I think I would say everything you just said about Justin Fields hopefully wearing black and gold. <laughs> right. I mean, it just it has to be that. That's the Every path leads me there. And I like Trey Lance a lot, too, by the way. He's the dark However, horse in this now. I think Mac Jones is going to be the pick. And I think denial in the Peacock household is a very <laughs> strong thing. 
no, I, mean, I, mean, I, I just I can't buy it. And and to be honest with you, I'll crush the 49ers if they make that pick because it's just not sure. That's not it, it's not smart. It's just not smart ball. What are you doing? Like giving up all of that to be because even if you play it, how about this angle of it? I said we weren't going to talk a lot about it. I guess we are going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how about this? Mac Jones, right? What's his his floor is pretty high. I think that's one of the things. He gets the ball out quick. You can see it. He's a very sure. Shanahan-type quarterback from what we've known with Shanahan quarterbacks in the past. He should be able to operate the offense fine. If he hits relatively close to his ceiling, how much better is that than Jimmy Garoppolo? And where would that even rank amongst quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Even then, would he even be a top 10 quarterback? Not unless he's in the Brady stratosphere and does it for 15 years as a top five, you know, 10 to five to eventual master craftsman who just manipulates defenses like they're dancing on strings. Exactly. And so a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is in that, you know, 10, 10 to 15, you know, 13 range or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, uh, since he's been injured, I think he plays lower than that as far as quarterback rankings go. But Mac Jones isn't that much better than that, even if he hits his relative ceiling. Like, you're talking about, yeah, master craftsman. He would have to be so good from the neck up that he's at that Manning, Hall of Fame right. level, Manning, Breeze, Brady level. And how could you even begin to project that? Right. Uh, I'm. You don't have to talk me out of it. I just think it's going to be the pick. It can't be the pick. <laughs> and look, Trey Lance is the dark horse too because I think he's shown a little bit more pro style offense, and he's a really smart guy. Could he have blown Kyle Shanahan away in some of these interviews? And um, but there's not enough data points on him. I can't believe that that would be you would trade that yeah. much up for such an unknown prospect from a one AA school like Trey Lance either. So everything still leads me down the path of Justin Fields. Not Justin sure. Fields, the pick. The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock at pick okay. four. So I'm in charge of this pick and. I would consider Trey Lance, I mean, without question. Um, If I were the Panthers, which happens to be an odd team, I would be calling Atlanta like crazy right now for Lance. But I'm not answering your calls, Carolina, because you're in your division, and I have no intentions of giving you your future stud quarterback. I'm open for business. You're going to have to blow me away. Otherwise, I got a guy I'm just going to take. What would it take for the Falcons to give – the Carolina Panthers, a potential superstar quarterback at four. What would that offer have to be? Burns eight next year's first, at least. Interesting. That's not insane. That's not insane. And that makes Atlanta a pretty damn good team. Yeah. Only moving down to eight where you still could add Burns and Quiddy Pay or Burns and Sertain to your defense and you get the Panthers first next year. I mean, that would be hard for me to pass up if I'm Atlanta. And I only, as I sit here and think it, I think Carolina would do it. And if you are the Falcons, what if your evaluation is that you're you're sort of playing double agent here because your your evaluation is, oh man, you know what? I don't think these quarterbacks are that great. These next two, like we had the top three, they you know the Niners moved up and got the guy we would have selected if we thought about taking a quarterback mm-hmm. here. We don't think the other guys are difference makers, so we're actually hurting you, and we're getting all this back from you in trade in our own division. And I think Atlanta wouldn't be happy to see Fields fall. You know that I mean? would be a frustrating player to play against. Yeah, absolutely, I can see that. Um, anyway, but we're we're not we're, you're not making that trade, right? No, I th- I can't make a trade with myself. I just doesn't add up. <laughs> so I'm taking Kyle Pitts for, which I know defense is the need. This guy's too freaky. We're gonna score a million points and we're gonna play Chiefs football and you know beat you fifty to forty. 
Cincinnati Bengals on the clock at pick five. And it's like about as perfect as it could go if they're looking at someone like an Asul, which I think is the direction I would go here. I think Chase and Pitts would be in the discussion. Pitts already off the board now. So it's between Jamar Chase, Penn Asul. You could talk to me a little bit about some other prospects and, and maybe some of the other wide receivers. I don't think. But, I think it's a two-horse race. But Sewell is probably where I would land here. They've got Boyd. They've got Higgins at wide receiver. you got your quarterback. Protect the young quarterback. We saw him get hurt last year, right? Uh, I think Sewell would be the pick, but I'm I'm listening to offers because at pick eight, some of those names I just talked about might still be there. What What is the offer here from the Panthers to go up to pick five? The same? I, you have to take it if you're Cincinnati, right? Yes, I think so. I mean, because... Worst case scenario, you end up with Waddle or Smith. Brian Burns would be an yeah. awful nice addition oh, yeah. for the, the Bengals. And they're definitely asking yeah. for a future first in Brian Burns, right? And you think Carolina and would And I moved to eight, yeah. All right. I think we got to do it. I think the Carolina Panthers are on the clock yeah. here, and they're uh, able to be aggressive and go get their quarterback, which is who? So who picks it? Do you well, or I? Guess, I? <laughs> it's your pick. It's, no, I guess you can do it. I think you got to be the Panthers because you're, you're, you, okay. you had a eight, and I'll yeah, stick with I made the Cincinnati. Deal. Yeah. I'm going to take Lance. And I'll not, you know, pull the plug on Bridgewater. Perfect bridge over troubled water for Lance. I like it, Trey Lance. And yeah, you have a stopgap quarterback, a guy he can learn from. Lance, you know, absurd. That works talented. out great for the Bengals. That works out fantastic for the Bengals. Now at eight, three picks later now, four quarterbacks and Kyle Pitts off the board. Uh, that means you're back on the clock here with the Miami Dolphins, who... You can see why they wanted to be up at six because they've still got uh, a couple of choices here with some of the uh, elite of the elite non-quarterbacks in this draft. Right, and even if Sewell would have went there, which it seemed like you were leaning towards doing, I would have taken Chase. Now I'm sitting here going, should I want Chase or do I want Sewell? I'm going to go with Chase. Jamar Chase then goes to the Miami Dolphins at pick six. I like that. Uh, okay, so when we come back, we'll finish up the, the last six picks in this mock draft. Right now we've got Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jets taking Wilson at two. Fields to the Niners at three. Pitts to the Falcons at four. Carolina trading up for Trey Lance at five. Jamar Chase going to the Miami Dolphins at pick six. And now the Detroit Lions on the clock at pick seven. Seeing all the pro day workouts. I don't know how gospel we can take some of these workout numbers. Ridiculously fast times and high jumps from everybody. The, the most four twos and four threes I can ever remember seeing but these prospects are jockeying for position do you think you know where guys are going to get selected you can bet on such things go to betonline.ag and find nfl draft props you can find nfl futures who will win the super bowl next year college football futures nba nhl major league baseball and of course march madness bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action and even beyond sports Awards shows, TV shows, reality television, table games, poker, you name it, betonline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Sign up free. Go to betonline.ag or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I don't know that maybe even uh, the Broncos at nine, would they be super into moving up here? I don't think you need to move up. I don't think for up. Mac Jones, though. Yeah, not for Mac Jones. Um, would a team be coming over the top of them, though, to try to get in one of these spots at seven or eight, like the Patriots? I could see that happening. The Patriots are the one I was thinking. It was 
I don't think the Bears can get there. I don't think Washington can get there. New England could give you a package to get to seven. But I think They're, for all the same reasons I laid out before, I just I don't think you give up that package for Mac Jones. And maybe the 49ers right. did. Maybe another team will. Maybe I'm just way off on how much the NFL really loves Mac Jones. But I don't. So I'm sticking here with the Detroit Lions. And I'm going to go Pene Sewell. Well, I mean, the line's not bad, but it could be really good with him. That's that's a nice pickup. I'm just going best player available here. Uh, there's some defenders that could be on the board. I think Detroit would be open for business. I just don't know they'll get the kind of offer it would take to go down to 15 and not have a choice of one of those elite prospects. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And my Bengals sitting there at eight didn't see that coming. Yeah. Thought they were going to luck into Sulwood eight. Now I have a. I didn't. This hit me with like a ton of bricks a little bit. I'm sitting there going, well. Slater would be fine, and maybe I'm mean, he's a tackle, maybe he's a guard. But these two Bama receivers would be awfully nice as well. I mean, that's not a bad consolation prize. I'm not going defense here. I, I told myself when the offseason started, this was going to be the offseason of Joe Burrow, and I didn't do a good a job of it as I wanted. Give me Waddle. No, give me Smith. Just because I think Smith is more Burrow-friendly. Burrow's a more intermediate passer, timing and rhythm guy. As soon as he gets out of his breaks, the ball comes out. I like Waddle better, but I like Smith better for the Bengals. I do think there's a chance that Sewell would still be there for Cincinnati at eight. I could see him going Slater. And by the way, they did already get a defender in Brian Burns too. So even if you miss out on Chase or Sewell or whatever at Cincinnati, I think you're still feeling really good about that extra pick that you got. And oh, you're yeah. feeling good about the player you can still draft at Cincinnati, with Cincinnati. And dude, I, I think Smith's right there with Chase. I would not be shocked at all if he's the best receiver in this class. I still like Smith a lot. I mean, he's skinny, but it, it didn't affect him in the college game Great player, all that much. Right? I mean, he's he's such a good prospect there. So helping out your quarterback there with a wide receiver, that means the Denver Broncos are on the clock at pick nine. <sighs> the go best defender here, Sertan, has been mocked to them constantly. At pick nine, maybe you trade a future conditional pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's your quarterback competition for Drew Locke. I feel like they got to do something at quarterback. And do they just sit and stick and go Mac Jones here? Because he's still on the board. They attacked corner in free agency, Fuller and Darby. They could move down. It'd be hard could, to object to that. They could go you defenders. Know, I mean, and I think that's the right situation for Mac Jones as he falls to you. You're not sending extra picks to go up. You you. He's a kind of a different quarterback than Drew Locke. He could be ready early if, Rock, if, if Locke comes out of the gate and not playing well. So, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Mac Jones here to the Denver Broncos at pick nine. You know, I, I think about this a lot with with kickers and punters and quarterbacks. Like, the city you play in, if Denver's hosting the AFC Championship in the snow four years from now, how is Mac Jones going to handle it? But I still think it's the pick. He's really the polar opposite of Drew Locke. I mean, mm-hmm. the turnovers, the the differing skill sets, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And George Payton came from Minnesota. They just they spent a bunch of money to bring in Kirk Cousins, right? And there's That's some similarities point. there with Mac Jones. So I could see that being a style of quarterback that, that George Payton is, and you know, I think he's sort of a pragmatic type of a guy. It's the vibe I get from him, and he's like, yeah, this is the type of quarterback that wins football games in the NFL. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And and this is an easy pick for me at Dallas, sitting there at 10. If you're going to give me the best corner in the draft, considering Farley's injury situation, I'm going to take Sertain, and I'm going to run to the podium with it and be very happy about it. 
ID needs help. Absolutely. Very easy. Uh, I've seen Cowboys Twitter recently talk about, man, could, if Kyle Pitts fell to us, could we draft another offensive player? And, and would people lose their minds? I bet they would. Passed on him. It's like, yeah, I bet they would take him. Uh, judging by their their history, it's like, if this guy yep. falls, we're, we're going to take the star player. We don't we don't care about the, the needs of this draft, which is a great way to do it, in, in fact, when it comes to the NFL draft. I think you go best player available in round one more often than need, and I think you're going to be better off for it but obviously Pitts didn't get close to him here they go Patrick Sertan which is you know pretty chalk that that's kind of where this always goes for the Cowboys at 10 and I don't think they're upset about it no not one bit and I was sitting there thinking in Jerry Jones's head if by chance you would have taken Sertan or he wasn't there I think Rashawn Slater would have been my consolation prize I don't know how much how long I can trust Tyron Smith and I could use a guard in the meantime New York Giants. Speaking of Rashawn Slater, I feel like this yeah. might be a direction to go here. I know they just took an offensive lineman last year, but David Gettleman loves his hog mollies up front. Uh, they've done a number on that offense at the skill positions in free agency. So, you know, Waddle could absolutely be the pick here, but I don't know if it needs to be. Um, uh, you could go with one of the defenders as well very easily for me. It's, it's a tough choice here, but I'm just going to go with Slater. The uh, I would offensive too. lineman from Northwestern. I, I think I just got to do it. Yeah, and Thomas wasn't great as a rookie. Um, they, tr- you know, Zeitler's gone. It's one of four spots. Slater's going to help you for a long time. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely the move. Um, which makes things easy again on me. I think at the Eagles at twelve, I was worried that if Waddle wasn't there. I was going to have to take a defensive player, and I didn't know which one I would take, and it would probably have been Micah Parsons. But Waddle is there, and I've even mocked Waddle to the Eagles when they were picking sixth just because they're going to run the ball so much that Waddle's going to keep people out of the box. I mean, just his sheer dangerous downfield ability is going to keep people out of the box, and I think he's a really, really good player to get a 12. So. Uh, that's an easy one for me. And there are people that say that the Miami Dolphins at pick six should even take Waddle over Chase. There is a massive that would be fine. Waddle crowd. And we love how the NFL, we saw it last year with the Rugs. We know how the NFL loves speed even over some more, you know, refined what, what you'd think a true number one wide receiver would be. And Waddle's pretty refined too. The injury history with his size is what worries me with Waddle more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I understand, hey, two at a waddle again sounds great. Burrow to chase again sounds great. That's things fans think about a little bit more than yes, GMs. Absolutely. They're going to take the best guy. Um, but, man, if the Eagles could get him at 12, I'm doing cartwheels. You mentioned Micah Parsons. By the way, we hadn't talked about that Penn State Pro Day all that much, did we? Oh, he, he ran four three nine on somebody's watch, so even if that's mid-4-4s, I mean, that dude is big and fast. Um, I have seen him start to fall in mock drafts, though, and he does fall out of the top 12 here for us. And the top 12, again, went Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Pitts, Lance, Chase, Sewell, Smith, Mac Jones, Sertan, Slater, Waddle. And to finish this up, our Baker's dozen of picks now – the Los Angeles Chargers are on the clock at pick 13, and Zachary from yesterday's mailbag had a question about what's the ideal pick for the Chargers? What could that look like? And I think this actually, all this trade shake up at the top and free agency has maybe hurt them because I think Slater would have been the perfect pick, and now he's gone. There's still a chance he's yeah. he's still there for them, which I think would be the ideal. Uh, do you go Elijah Vera Tucker? What, what would be the situation for the Chargers here at 13? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, what if we do one more pick? Because, boy, I think Slater's there. You run it to the podium. 
frankly, I think if one of the Bama receivers is there, you run at the podium too and just say, mm-hmm. we're going to keep compete with the Chiefs. And what if we could give Herbert one of those two? You know, I mean, how much longer is Mike Williams going to be there? You lost Hunter Henry. They're kind of in a best athlete available situation, but there's not one that's just jumping off the page right now. Maybe Farley, but it sounds like he's not going to be a first-round pick, so I'm not going to go there. I mean, I think Vera Tucker would probably be the pick and just put him somewhere on the line. I think J.C. Horn has replaced yeah. Farley as the guy that could go a lot higher than people even expect, and who knows, maybe a lot of teams have him as their cornerback one with just uh, with his athleticism, his length, um, you know, the, the attitude he brings to the position. Uh, I think he's going to go very high and he's absolutely passed up Farley just because of the injury concerns and, and the lack of playing time and a little bit of raw nature that Farley is. So just too many unknowns, I think, for early in the first round. We'll see how far Farley drops there. Um, defensive side of the ball, is this a Parsons landing spot then for the Chargers potentially? Or um, uh, maybe, maybe the first pass rusher moved off up the to get a linebacker last year in the first round. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I mean, their 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 roster's in pretty good shape. I mean, Melvin Ingram's going to leave. They could take their pick of pass rushers. You know I'm just what? not sure who that is. This might be J.C. Horn, actually. I, I might take J.C. Horn. That wouldn't here. be bad. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Looking at their secondary and uh, some losses over the last few years. I think J.C. Horn's a better prospect. I would have a higher grade on J.C. Horn than I do Vera Tucker. Agreed. And Vera so Tucker with his length is definitely a guard, and I wouldn't be against it. I think my pick would be Horn here if I'm picking since this is an odd number. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think you keep your fingers crossed in the real world that Slater or a Bama receiver falls to yep. you, but Horn ain't so bad. But still in a good spot. I think, I think you can be excited about the player that's going to be there no matter what when you go through this, right? There, there's going to be a nice, solid prospect, whether it's Slater, one of the wide receivers, one of the corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody's Jalen Ramsey, but Horn could do some of that Jalen Ramsey stuff on the new Rams defense in L in, with the Chargers. You know yes, what I mean? absolutely. The the physicality, press people. Yeah. Um, his length, his attitude. Playing near the line of scrimmage, yep. right? Absolutely. Okay, good stuff. We're out of time here. That was a fun exercise. Taking a look at the top twelve again after the shakeups we've seen in free agency uh, with the big draft trades. That's how we see it as of today. Ask us again tomorrow. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.